Ryan West here, your host with the So Simple It's Hard podcast, where we discuss the simplicity of hard work and how it defines successful employees, managers, and entrepreneurs. I got my co-host here, Ben Standridge. Welcome, brother Ben. Thank you. Good to be here. Man, excited to have you, man. This is part two with Dave West where we go from uh, story time to what's happening today and the principles that he's trying to teach leaders and managers. Welcome, Dave. Hey, wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, I should say. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. Man, Thanks for having me back. Our first part two. Mm, Big wow. time. Wow. <laughs> we couldn't get all of it in one. Wow. That's it. Too much yeah, uh, wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> So talk to us about, uh, we just wrapped up the transition, which was your years in landscaping, different roles in, in management, and then ultimately owning your own business. We talked about the sale of the business and how you transitioned. Talk to us now about your your new role and, uh, and what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So a year ago, um, after selling the business, I had the opportunity to work for a uh, a restoration company um, that does restoration work here in in Florida and also in Texas, and so uh, you know uh, that's where I started last. It's been a year, almost exactly a year ago, last January. So, yeah, yeah, it's been uh, been been great, good company to work for. So I'm I'm thankful to be there. So that's awesome. Now you've been working on um, some stuff for for the company, some stuff that you're developing. And uh, it's it's specifically for managers. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I work with the managers of all the different departments, um, the branch managers, uh, and and then the managers of of like I said, all the all the departments in the company. So, and again, if you haven't listened to part one, part two uh, is not going to make as much sense because we walked through all these things to define your working career. And I think probably these these things that you've come up with for managers and the different steps and the process that you're training them is coming out of that. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. So yeah, walk us through what they are. Walk us through. Yeah. Walk us through what you're teaching these guys, and you know, if we can take, walk us through what they are in a broad spectrum, and then let's take them individually and and walk through what it means. Okay. Um, yeah. Into the different categories. Yeah, so what what I'm really uh, working with the management team on is um, what does it take to be an effective manager? So again, as you said, learning from the my past experience and what I got uh, the chance to observe guys who were uh, you know role models to me and and uh, business mentors to me, and then also in just what I got to actually do in my own business, taking that and now implementing it with managers who are young um, have the skills to do their job but haven't don't really have experience in management and so uh, really four keys is what we call four keys to being an effective manager um, the first one is to you have to have a plan and you have to be organized so plan slash organize the second one is you have to in order to move up as a manager and to do more as your division or department grows, you're going to have to learn to delegate and inspect. 
Uh, and we'll talk more about each one of these here, hopefully, and, um, but I'll just give them to you quickly so you kind of have them in, in mind. The third one is you have to motivate. You have to know how to motivate. If you're not motivating your team, your team's not going to stay with you. You have high retention, so you really got to learn how to motivate. And then the fourth one is you have to measure. You have to always be measuring um, everything you're doing. You have to be measuring your team constantly. So one, plan and organize. Two, delegate and inspect. Three is motivate. And four is is measure. So those are the four things that, that I'm working with the, the managers on. So plan and organize. When I'm sure there's a lot of people that think they're planning and organizing and there's that's where as, as you're saying that these other steps are all kind of coming together. So I'm thinking how these these yeah. probably will merge a little bit. Yeah, because you mentioned measure. And so I'm like, well, a lot of guys are probably thinking they know how to plan and you know organize, but then they don't know how to measure that they're doing that well. Yeah. So let's just start with when you're trying to take a guy that has raw material. How do you teach him? how to plan and organize. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? Give us yeah, the framework. Yeah, so, so I call it the three. There's really three things you have to know, and you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of times we think we're, we have a plan. We think, well, I, I have a plan for today. And normally, whenever I start out, and when I first started asking these managers in the departments, what what do you guys think of when you when you think of your, your plan? And almost everyone says, really, it comes down to they're thinking of a to-do list, that I have my list of things I want to get done today. And so that's typically, I think, how we think of that we, we have a, pl- a good plan for the day. So I would like you to think about three things. It's really what I call the what, the how, and the when. So in a plan, you have to know what your what your tasks are. So the what is your task. That's all the things that you have to do. That's that to-do list is what. But as you can see, that's only a third of really planning and organizing. The second thing is you have to know how you're going to do that task if you're going to plan. You have to know, does your team know how to do the tasks that are on their to-do list? Have I thought through even how I'm going to accomplish that task? So that's the how. And then when, that's the time. Mm-hmm. And that gets back to, as you if you listen to part one, you'll 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 hear some of the story and how that I really um, learned that from, from some other guys in my life. But the time is really has two components to it is I want to give all those tasks a time. I want to assign a time, a, a time amount to them. So let's say I have a task of, for us, it was, uh, let's say mowing the greens and we want to assign an hour to that task. That's half of the win. That's half of the time piece. The other half is, when am I actually going to do it? Am I going to do it at 6.30 to 7.30? Mm-hmm. Am I going to do it from 7.30, 8.30? So in that part, I'm actually building out my calendar in the organizing phase to know what the day looks like. Mm-hmm. So when now when you think of a plan, I really think of those three things. It's what I want to do. It's what I want a team member to do. Do they know how I want them to do it? Because if they don't know how I want them to do it, I'll never get done in the right amount of time. So think about this. If if I let, let's let's keep using that greens analogy of mowing a green. If I knew it was going to take a, a team member an hour to mow a green, or then I would know if it took him an hour and a half, I would know he didn't know how to do it. Because the mowers ran the same speed. Mm. 
So that would give me, again, back to measurement, that would be a measuring. If I never kept the time, and that's what's interesting to me is we're not, we don't do that. We don't typically think of that in a plan. We just, we give someone 10 tasks to do and go, here's your 10 tasks. Well, if I don't really know how long those tasks should take and I'm not measuring that, then how would I know if they really know how I want them to do it? And that's mm-hmm. where expectations, then they're not meeting my expectation. There can be frustration. So by knowing the time, that how, really how becomes you, a... How do you start to put time to things effectively? Yeah. Because as you're saying that, I'm just thinking if you don't have effective people putting time to things, then the time is still going to be wrong and it still won't be a good measure. Exactly. Exactly. So how do you start to do that when you've never done it? Yeah. And, that, and, and let's say, let's say you're doing things. Uh, let's say you're doing, you're, you're in a new role as a, as a manager at a company that, and you've never done the task that you're, mm-hmm. you want to, one of the first things that, that you want to do or that I would want to do is I really want to start measuring all of that and watching it myself. I want to go in and start doing those tasks or observe them being done well and then actually watching how long it takes. Because we have to know that. And as I really thought about this, in every industry in America, we have to know those three things. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A knows to make a chicken sandwich. And I'm sure there are people out there that work for Chick-fil-A that we'd love to hear your feedback on this because (laughs) I've never really asked someone. But when you think about it, if they... They know, they have to know, do they need 40 people in their store to make 200 sandwiches an hour? Or do they need 42 people? Because the margins, you would have to know that. So in every industry, whether you're making cars or you're making chicken sandwiches mm-hmm. or, you're, or you're running a landscape business or you're running a plumbing company or an AC company, anything, you would have to know how long does it take a team member to do a task? Because then how would I know how to charge for that task mm-hmm. if I don't know that? Mm-hmm. So it, it, when you think about, well, there's no way. Well, think about this. You also know that now. You know because you're doing those tasks today and you just told me you could get 10 tasks done in eight hours. All all we're asking now is, is all I'm th- trying to get you to think about is, to assign time to those tasks, Mm -hmm. to really go, okay, now I have assigned time to them. And then I've told my calendar when I'm going to do them. And I think that's a really key point for you guys out there who are managers or want to move into management. And even if you're not, if it's just you're building your own calendar Mm -hmm. out, it is so important that we know when we're going to do them. It'll help us so much. Are you sharper in the morning? Are there certain mm-hmm. tasks? Um, you know, another book, Eat That Frog. Um, I, I can't think of the author of who, who wrote that. I've ever heard of that. It's yeah. called Eat That Frog. Yeah. It's, um, I, I believe it's Seth Gooden. Um, Producer. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that we quote the, but, you know, do the hard task first. That's the thing. Eat the mm-hmm. frog. Brian do. Tracy. Is it Brian Tracy? All right. Oh, our producer is Thank uh, you, sir. a great job, Ethan. Yeah. Um, so, so when we, the idea is we're going to, when are you actually going to do the task? You can look at your calendar and that's where you can actually start seeing your day um, to make sure you're effective. You're actually, you can, I, I love to do that again. If you listen to the first, 
first podcast on this, we talked a little bit about it, but having a 90 day plan and mm -hmm. a week plan and a day plan. But, and that actually gives you time to actually game plan your day Give long before. Some accountability. Yeah. 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 And the time is not owning you anymore. Yeah. It's mm. like you're not being controlled right. by the time. You're telling you what to do. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you're not letting everyone else access to one thing that can happen is in, in a company is if you're not controlling your calendar, someone else is. Mm -hmm. And so a lot mm -hmm. of times I'll talk to the, the team in there and, and they say, well, I've, I've got all these meetings. And I'm, well, I said, who agreed to those meetings? Mm -hmm. You did. <laughs> it's because you didn't have a plan that you allowed someone else to make your plan. Mm -hmm. And that's just that just is you're not going to be effective. You're not going to be efficient like you could and especially as you move up and where you have more people that you're going to be responsible for you're going to have to be organized you're mm -hmm. going to have to have to accomplish more as you move up an organization or you want to do better for yourself how can you get more done in a day and not actually work any harder mm -hmm. you're still working hard so don't don't hear me wrong i i think we need to work really hard but at the same time um that's how people feel at the end of the day like man i got a lot accomplished Hmm. By, by doing those things. Hmm. So hmm. so when you're walking through it with a guy, you're telling him, okay, plan and organize the what. You're writing down your tasks. Yep. You're writing down yes. all, everything, your responsibilities, the things you want to get done. And then you're moving into the how. Would that include, I'm doing it myself. I'm making a phone call. I'm delegating hmm. and just figuring out that way. And then the third step is just really buttoning it down to Putting time how to long, it. when am I going to do it? Yeah, because even if you're doing those tasks yourself, you, you want to think, man, what's going to be the most effective way I can do this? That's the how. I'm actually, I might have done it 10 times or 100 times, or, but I'm always getting better. I'm mm -hmm. always improving. I'm always thinking of, are you thinking of, are you doing it the same way? Well, we've done it this way for 50 years. Are you a learner? Are you studying that? Mm -hmm. Are there, is there, man. Is this really profitable? Do I, yeah. Should I even be doing it? it yeah. Exactly. Or man, you know what? I've done this this way for you know, 10 times, I really want to think about a new way to do something. And then if it's your team, if you're looking at it where you want to make sure they know how to do it, okay. it's not, it's not yeah. fair to a team member yeah. to give them task and for them not to know how to do it. So, so. even in that, you're almost already measuring yourself and seeing yeah. when you're, yeah. when you're yeah. doing well or not. Exactly. So going from the plan and organize number two, Mm -hmm. would be please remind me yeah the second the second um uh second key is to delegate and inspect okay and the reason and these kind of build on each other guys is i i've drawn out on a you know if we had a whiteboard if we were if we were uh, on camera here is draw it out and think about it like this it's almost like a house the plan and organize is the foundation before we can do, before we can delegate. Yeah. We if we don't have a plan, <laughs> yeah, you have to know what you're you doing. To delegate. How would you know what to delegate? Or how would you, you would delegate random tasks and you wouldn't even have a plan for delegating. Just reacting to exactly. tasks. And so view it like this. The plan and organizing is really the foundation of the house. Mm -hmm. Delegation and inspection are the, are the walls. Mm -hmm. The reason I think it's important to think of those as the walls is for you to become a more effective leader, for you to grow in your role, for you to grow as a person. If you don't learn how to delegate, it'll always it'll it'll it will hold you back 
and it will restrict your abilities to get more done because you're only going to be able to do as much as you can do. Mm-hmm. And, and some people out there, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're really aspiring to actually um, to take on more, you're going to have to learn to delegate and delegate well. And uh, with delegation, I always think it goes back to we learn from the plan. And again, I would ask the same things. What are you going to delegate out of your task list? How are you going to delegate it? And when do you delegate it? So you can even use those same three, even in delegation. Hmm. Because it's like, there's times when you should delegate things to a team member, for instance. And there's times you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask that. What are the dangers? Because you say delegation, and I'm just thinking, like, in in my mind, sometimes I'll want to do that purely because I'm being lazy and it's actually a task Mm. I need to accomplish and it will move the needle much further and much faster if I do it for the team. Yeah. So like you giving those three examples within delegation, it brings so much clarification because I I was just thinking, well, delegation is that I was going to ask, is that always, you know, like how do we think through? Well, and and I think we've gotten, you know, if, you know, there's so much out there on that we've talked about with delegation that you've probably heard that is, you know, don't you you should never be doing tasks that are below, let's say, a certain hourly rate below 200 or 500 or a thousand dollars an hour. You you shouldn't be doing any of those tasks. And and I actually think that's just a I I know what people are trying to say when they say that. And I think there's some good in that. But I also think there, there could be some challenges with that because there's times, mm-hmm. and again, think of our four keys, is the third one we'll get to next is motivating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the most motivating thing for your team is if you're mm-hmm. not actually delegating that $10 an hour task, you might jump in for 30 minutes and do that. Mm-hmm. So that. if you just yeah. use the mindset that, well, I'm, I'm delegating everything that's not at, that's everything below $1,000 an hour mm-hmm. because I, that's that's my value to the company. So I should delegate all that. Well, I just think it makes it very generic. I just think there's holes in that and there's things that, um, that you got to be careful with. Um, and, and also, what about delegating tasks that you're, you're, the people you're delegating them to aren't actually don't know how to do yeah. it? One of the most of frustrating things, I think, to teams and to team members and, and, and people who are working for you is when you're giving them tasks and they're fumbling through it, yeah. you know it and they know it. And all you're doing is you keep whipping them. I've done this before, and you keep kind of almost standing on the sidelines, having an expectation that they're unable to meet. Yeah. Why would we do that? Like, what what's the reason that we would give a task to somebody, even recognizing they're probably not ready for this, but I'm going to give it to them? Like, maybe what are some reasons we would do I, that? I think I don't know all the motivations, but I would say that I, I would say in my mind, for me, a lot of it would be just. I don't want to deal with it. So we Mm. come back to being lazy and also not being prepared. Mm. So I get in a situation, I get really busy Mm -hmm. because I actually wasn't planned and prepared well. So now I have to delegate a task today. I got to fill a spot. And so what happens is I'm working with, and what can happen is you get in a habit of that and a pattern of busyness 
and that's happening consistently, you're burning team members out. And and I think that's a real probably yourself too. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's dreadful for everyone. everyone. Yeah. And so in delegate and inspecting, and then the other side of that is I actually just put them that's why there's just four keys to effective management instead of six. Because plan and organizer together is one. Mm-hmm. Because I see that as you plan and then you organize your plan. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with delegate. Delegate and inspect. I think that if you can't inspect it, you better be careful of what you delegate. Because yeah. remember, you as a leader, as a manager, you're the one responsible. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to come back if uh, um, if you're running a department and you're managing even, or if you're supervising a couple people, the 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 responsibility falls on you. Yep. You know the the your boss is not going to come back and nor should they look at that team member below you in a task that you were responsible for. You delegated it and it didn't get done well. So how are you going to know that if you're not inspecting and you don't have a system for that? So you're let's say find you find out when it's too late. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, as, as a team member shows that they've been responsible in a task, mm-hmm. of course, you don't have to inspect as often. Yeah. And that's what I love about going back to if you go back to thinking about our plan. Mm-hmm and we're watching the time, Mm -hmm. some of my inspection can be even how long did it take as I know that and observing that. It also lets me know if they're doing the job well. Yeah. If it's, let's say it's taking- teaching opportunity to make sure that- Exactly. You know, the more you delegate it to them. It gives you a lens into when, again, like when should I move this person to this position? Now I have clarity on where they're at. And I was, I mean, thinking about even Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership. Mm. Literally, if you're thinking with that mindset of extreme ownership that I am the one responsible, then you're not going to have, you're going to be very careful when you move them into those positions. Yes. Very careful. Yeah. Because you realize it's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. But when you're flippant with that position, you're going to probably be much faster to move people into positions they're not ready for because you just want to get the task done and not have the weight on you. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, always uh, trying to shift the weight. Maybe like ah, yeah. the responsibility. Let me let me kind of share the burden here, and not wanting to carry that with that extreme ownership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can, yeah, I was just even going back to the foundation of the house. What you said yep. when you're planning and organizing well, mm-hmm. delegation is is just done properly. When you're not planning and organizing well, I've seen this even for me. I'll I'll delegate things. And it's done out of necessity, like you were saying, almost mm. like I'm, I'm busy. I have yeah. to, I have to get, and it, it wasn't planned well. Mm-hmm. And then you might not even have time to inspect. So it's almost like you're just trying to catch up and you're yeah. always playing catch up and reacting to things rather than being purposeful ahead. Yeah, you're right. And you're right. Yeah. We're, yeah, I think we're in a very reactionary generation of leaders it's just all and that's the just that's the easy thing to do too like it is lazy to want to react because it's the easy it comes up it's almost like the bug to the flame you know you just go to it it's just you feel like you're getting something done but you're not really moving the needle yeah and and i and you're right what you brought up about we're reactionary that that's why i think that's the the evidence of what you what you really see is we're not proactive and we start living in this reactionary cycle Mm. and uh and to break out of that. So then everything gets hard. And mm-hmm. when you see a manager that's working really hard or or a team member that's working really hard, mm-hmm. um, 
a lot of times there's a problem when it's consistently they're they're working really hard in their and their team when there's a lot of stress around a team yeah. and there's a lot of stress around them and it's not smooth mm-hmm. that that you know that's just one of the yeah. tell signs that they're not planned and organized and they're not delegating task well how do you take a guy that's just completely worn down he's done this maybe for even a few years mm-hmm. this is the way he's run his life and slow him down enough to to get these principles uh, that's a, that's really good because I, I've actually been living in that right now and, and watching some of that with with some of the guys that I um, get to work with really good really good guys gals actually and they're experiencing that. And when you bring them in and you start talking about, hey, we've got to have a plan and you've got to organize, that's that's tough for them because they're like, I can't, you can't put another thing on my plate or, or yeah. I'm, I'm going to spin, spin out. And so the challenge is to, to just basically look at them. And what's been fun is when you really get this up on a whiteboard and you start showing people that, let me list out all your tasks and let's put time to them and let's put them in a calendar. Make it simple. Every time yeah. I've done that, yeah. every time I've done that, they've all, it's like a light switch goes off and goes, I can, I can actually do this. Weight off your back. Yeah. yeah. You know, and some of them have been amazed that it's as few hours as they have to do. At first, it is difficult. I have found that they have a, it's like any new habit that you're yeah. forming. But that's where I think it's it's important for us to walk alongside people and actually give them the tools. And that and that's what I'm trying to do in, in the role that I'm in now. And it's just a lot of fun and rewarding for me is, is to give them tools and practically show them and walk beside them mm-hmm. on how that looks. And and I, what's interesting is um, how that the light bulb goes off when they actually see that they can put time to task and actually start getting in control of their calendar and they start seeing that, man, this is going to help me. This is going to help me now to have what we're calling now is white space. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm telling them, you actually need to have, a, as a manager, you actually need to have a lot of white space in your, but it helps you know open when that's going to be. That's open time slots. That's what you're meaning. Yeah, that's, yeah. Blocks of time that are yep. wide open. Blocks mm-hmm. of time that okay. are wide open that you can take on uh, emergencies, that you can take on unexpected tasks. And you can still do it and get everything accomplished. And at the end of the day, you're not strung out. Mm-hmm. So that it's. It seems like, you know, they all bleed together. Yeah, but they do. Part of the motivation. So when you, yeah. yeah. So when you're saying having blocks of time open, if you're running a team, you need those blocks to motivate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you're not going to be ready for it if you don't have mm-hmm. openings to actually spur people on. Yeah. So what is, what does number three look like? Yeah, number three, motivate. Um, and, and and again, this whole idea of the house, the motivate is the roof. The motivation, I think, is what holds your team together. And a mm-hmm. roof is what holds a building together. Mm-hmm. And what protects a building. It's what protects them from the elements. Mm-hmm. Your motivating is going to protect your team. I think it's going to help you have uh, loyalty, retention of team members. And when you think of motivation, it was it was interesting. Just just today, I, I was on um, in a meeting, and uh, and the manager. We were talking about this very point, and and I had a manager say, "Dave, just give me some, like, give me some ideas. I'm not doing that well, and I give me some ideas on on how to motivate." And so I'll just I'll tell you what I what what we talked about today. Um, even is 
you know, there's lots of there's lots of things that are motivating, and we touched a little bit on it earlier. Is one of it is walking beside a team member mm-hmm. when they're under it. Yeah, and you're going to know that by the again going back to number one, the plan. Yeah. But you actually where you you go in and you actually take a hard task off for them, and you say, yep. you know what, I'm going to do this for you today, hmm. or I'm going to help you do it, and you jump in for 30 minutes. That's that's motivating. Yeah, An- another motivating thing is. And again, have a plan for it. Have actually a plan for motivating your team. Have you thought about in the morning or the night before, I haven't talked to Pete or Sally for the last two days. I'm calling them today or I'm going to take them to lunch or I'm going to have coffee with them on the back of the truck uh, over the tailgate before they head out for the day and do their service calls. I'm going to connect with them today and I'm going to bring up something that they're doing really well. Have you actually thought through, We, you know, we almost need to think, I remember thinking, man, I haven't talked to this guy for two days. Mm-hmm. I think yep. of motivation, guys, um, we have to be motivating like daily. Mm-hmm. People today need constant encouragement. We all do. Yeah. And so what does it look like? Maybe another way to motivate a team is to create a, a um, some kind of uh, competitive between two of your teams and com- com- create some way to get people to engage with each other. And you're in the middle of it and you're going, okay, for this week, whoever brings in the most sales or does whatever, you're going to get $500 or $100 or or you're going to get a, a $100 gift card to go out to dinner with your wife. Whatever it is, you're always engaged with your team. How do you learn mm-hmm. that? How do you learn specifically with what with your team what motivates them? Like, yeah, what's, you what's have that to process know. look like? Yeah, because what motivates one guy Very different. That's what doesn't motivate another guy. So yeah, yeah and in that, it's you have to know your team. And how are you going to get to know your team unless you're with them? Yeah, I think mm. we've isolated, boy, especially through the COVID. I think one of the worst things that's going to come out of this, guys, is we are isolating more and more away from our teams. We're working remotely. I understand some of that has to happen, but I'm telling you, as as we go along and technology has produced some of this and also um, just the day in which we live, we're not as close to one another as we used to be. So you have to be all that more intentional about it. But mm-hmm. but I think you I think you have to do it all the time and you have to know your team. You have to know, how do you get to know them? By spending time with them. There's mm-hmm. no magic formula by getting to know people. Listen to them, ask mm-hmm. them questions, find out about their lives, their personal lives. People love to be cared for. They love to be, you know, how not just, not just a shout out in a morning call on, on your team's morning call of, hey, this guy did something great. Well, that's one thing, but if I'm not, if I'm not, and, and the other thing that has to come, it has to come out of a heart of genuine care for your team. Hmm. You, you have to love the people. The yeah. team members will recognize they it, will. You know, what it actually is. Well, yeah. Matt, ben, you just said it, man. You, yeah. can't, you can't fake it. You have mm. to genuinely care for your team. And, and one way I think to even do that is what I would tell you is it's been helpful for me is, um, is, you know, when you get up in the morning and bef- your drive, if you commute or if you work from home and it's an mm-hmm. office setting, 
you know, go into your office or get in your vehicle and, and your drive to work and make it a daily pattern in your life to be thankful and grateful for mm-hmm. for them particularly. Yeah. Think about those team members and go, man, I am so grateful. And think of the good thing because there's always, you know, we, no one's perfect and your team is not going to be perfect. Yeah. And those team members, but always try to think of what what is this guy or gal doing for me and wh- that's in my department that man, I'm really grateful that they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's going to give you a heart of, that's something that as I've gotten older, it's really been more, it's probably been on my mind more than ever now mm-hmm. is be, being grateful. Because I think mm-hmm. out of that attitude, it produces genuine care for your team because you're grateful for them. So I think that's just a practical thing that you can build a habit on and is be grateful every day for your team. And, mm-hmm. and you know, if you're the owner of a company or you're, you're a manager, you're grateful for how they've helped you get to, to do the things that you get to do. Mm-hmm. Even though it may sound selfish, you're grateful that they get to be, that, that, you've, that you've gotten to spend time with and what that value that they've added to your life. So, um, this is this is so helpful, even thinking through all the steps. And something that's just coming to mind for me is that unless you're doing this in your own life as a manager, there is no way you can motivate, tell people to plan an organ unless you're doing these things in your life. That's mm-hmm. like the first yeah. step, making sure yeah. you're putting these things to practice mm-hmm. and then you can teach others to do it yeah. just by example. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I... As I look at this list, it's not just for managers. No. Like these are things that they should be instilling into their team members. And so like mm-hmm. Ben said, unless you're doing it, yeah, you're not going to be able to instill them in that individual, which in return is not going to give them the ability to take on the next role well. Like if they want to move up in management or leadership mm-hmm. and you're not doing these things well, you're not setting them up for success. Yeah. 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 But I see as young men, a lot of times in our hearts and minds it's so competitive mm-hmm. that we want to lead well we want to do it well but we also don't want people to take our spot and so <laughs> mm-hmm. there's like this very yeah. competitive atmosphere at times and we're worried about our edge and this rather than like you said are you genuinely mm-hmm. thankful for these individuals yeah. as you go into work in the morning and is that motivating you to care for them well yeah. um, by doing this in your own life and then teaching it to them I mean, this, as you're saying all these things, I'm just thinking that's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Very straightforward and simple the way you laid it out. But it's like, this is hard. Yeah. This yeah. is really hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And, and yet I think, I think. And rewarding. It, it is. I think it's, it's rewarding because, um, and, and it is hard and, and you're never going to do any of them perfectly. Uh, none of us will. You're always, uh, again, um, it's not that you're going to even achieve a level of mastery. You may even struggle with one or two of them. Um, but I would say that overall, and you said this uh, earlier, is um, it does all four of them really work together because I think that, uh, and that moves us in, you know, yeah, if we talk about the fourth yep. one is mm-hmm. to measure. Um, the measure, I, I view it like this. Um, I view it as the maintenance of the building. So we built the building with those first three and to measure as think about it. If, if I'm not maintaining constantly, 
Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not working at my house constantly and, and, and fixing little things mm-hmm. um, and I'm not measuring, that's kind of the measuring of it. Then how do I know when if a team member is if I'm not always measuring the health of my team mm-hmm. six months from months from now, a guy that really is valuable to the team, he leaves or puts in his resignation because I was never measuring. I wasn't measuring. Let's say you're not measuring your numbers. Mm-hmm. That's another important thing we do really aren't talking about in the four. But let's say you're not measuring. You, you need to me- be measuring how are we doing on the plan? How are we doing in delegating? And so you're always, every day, you're measuring how that day went. So I think if we're not doing that, again, things will start falling apart mm-hmm. and we won't even realize it. And let's say until you're the owner of the company. Yeah, yeah until it's too late. Um, so I think it's really important to, to maintain a healthy team um, and to and part of your management, uh, and again, we're to, we call I call it four four keys to effective management. Mm-hmm. I think to be effective, you have to always be, and that's kind of that introspect. That's kind of um, what I get back at the end of the day, and I think, how did the day go? Hmm. I measure it. How did we do today? How did we do? How did our plan? The things that I laid out. How did it go? Yeah. What could have we done better? Um, so you're asking those kind of questions in, 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 in the measurement piece mm-hmm. of it. So let's just say that, you know, you think that you're doing those top three things well, mm-hmm. and then you're measuring it based off of your own standards still. How do you know that you're measuring it with the right measuring tape? Like, how do you know that what you're looking at with those three things, even though, oh, I think I'm doing all these things well, like, how yeah. do you define that I'm actually, you know, measuring this appropriately? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, just... I, I think I think one way to know there there's several that I think you can know, but one one and this is this will be great in the motivation side of it is asking the team, you know what, how are we doing? And you're constantly getting feedback and again being a learner. Mm. Don't so like humility towards your team. Yeah. Even. Yeah, mm-hmm. having humility and getting feedback from them constantly. Mm. They're going to know, they're going to know, here's the plan we laid out. Again, how did we do in the plan? If we're not hitting the target, why aren't we hitting the target? What did I do? And then it drives you back to the plan. It drives you back. Did I not give enough time to it? Did I not set it up well? Have I not thought through how to do it well? So that measuring really... Um, really helps us know and, and and that's what'll show up and then it'll also show up in there'll be a lot of ways it'll show up I think um, you know if you're running a business um, are your numbers how are your numbers mm-hmm. you know are you hitting your numbers um, if you're not why not you know mm-hmm. so you have to I, I mm-hmm. think that's there'll be a lot of indicators I'm in just measurement if, if the, you're doing if the numbers are so good mm-hmm do how do how do we still measure that? Okay, we're making money, but can we make exactly. more money? Exactly. So, is the tool for measurement always changing as you develop as a leader? Ab- absolutely, yeah, and and how you measure it too. I think I think I think team member retention is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the general when you walk through one of the things to think about is do when you ask uh, people that work for you or people that you work with, when you talk to them, do people say, man, I love my job? Hmm. Do they love their job? You know, there's a difference when, if people say, man, I really like to work here. 
I really like the people. Well, you can like people and hate your job because you can work with a friend and you go, man, this is just a great place to work. I love the guy that I work with, Mm -hmm. but I actually hate the job. Well, that's a problem. I want to measure that. I want to know that. What is causing them to hate their job? Is there something that we're doing in management that we're, there's the rock in the shoe that we're not removing because I haven't taken the time to change how we're doing things. Because I've been actually, maybe I'm looking at the numbers too too much and I'm not willing, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about the number mm-hmm. than I am about the team members. And, and so I want another half a percent in net profit. But actually by doing that, it's short-term thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's actually going to end. The turnovers. My turnovers high. high yeah. and, and actually if I fix that, and I might take a dip in short-term profits, but I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to yield huge rewards to the team and longevity and mm-hmm. and and even in the profits will go back mm-hmm. up eventually i always think the numbers will follow it but that's why you have to you can't i think it's a the it's a good thing to think about um because you're not just measuring you don't want to just measure one angle it's over i think you need to be measuring everything for the health of the team mm-hmm. um, you measure your numbers you measure how your plan, and again, you're looking at all those things daily. So I think, you know, those of you out there, and, and I'm a big Shark Tank fan, um, uh, what, do, what do all the sharks always say, and especially Kevin O'Leary, he says you have to know your numbers. Mm-hmm. And I would almost think that is yep. you have to be measuring. So I, and when he says that, I'm always thinking, you're measuring how your company, you have to know your numbers. And I would also think in, in ways you have to know your team. You have to know... You have to know how you did daily. And if you're not measuring that daily, that's where you can get off course and months can go by. And then it's very difficult to fix. Now you have a major roof leak. Instead of fixing a little pinhole and having to put a couple shingles on, now you have major damage to your team and your your company by by not paying attention. So how do you encourage someone that's at a different company that this isn't um i guess this isn't talked about it's not encouraged within the company mm-hmm. they may not recognize it, these things at all and there's an individual just trying to grind it out figure out how to do the best they can what are your encouragements to them with these principles mm-hmm. how do they take them on and develop them and they may not even be recognized. I'm, I'm just thinking, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people in Motivate that position. Motivate the person that isn't getting motivated. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look That's like? That's your job. Like, Motivate you know them. Do they call you? Can You, you want to throw your yeah. number on them? Like, what's the... 772. You know what? Just, it, it, yeah. Don't give them the area code. Oh, my goodness. 561. You know what? In all of our personal growth and wherever you're at, it always starts with us. Whether you're a manager or you're a you're a, you're a new hire starting and in at the lowest position in the company, all of us, if it starts with you, so I would say you start implementing a plan for your life. You start implementing a daily plan to achieve the task mm-hmm. that you've been asked to do. You start developing that skill set. You start thinking about man tasks that were even in delegation maybe there's maybe there's something that you can delegate even at a low level that mm-hmm. no matter how simple or small start learning these things you can actually motivate you know there's a book that was written um several years ago called the 360 leader the 
uh, you know, you're, you you can lead up the org chart, you can lead down the org chart, mm-hmm. you can lead beside you. So, so I think it's I think that you can do all these things no matter what level you would be at a company, and then you can always measure your own. How mm-hmm. are you doing? You know, are you getting back yeah. at the end of the day to your home, and you're looking at man, I. I made this plan today. Here's what I did well in my job. Here's what I could have done better. Um, that That's every single person could do that at some level, at whatever their level mm-hmm. would be. And it's going to, you're going to grow yourself. So I, that's yeah. all we can ever do is we can never change people. Yeah. All we can change is ourselves. The only people we can change, mm-hmm. we've all heard that. But um, what I really appreciate about this, it doesn't, really just stop at business, you know, like personal goals. You you could be thinking about, you want to lose weight. You want to read more books. Like you need to plan and organize those things. Mm -hmm. And I found true of me, if I'm not planning or organizing and I'm not being motivated to do it and I'm not measuring myself, I'm not doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So even just in other areas of life and obviously in Mm -hmm. business, it's huge, but. I was thinking the same thing. There's so much personal implication to this. And if you can start, in that arena, even if, like you were saying, it doesn't matter what position you're in in the workplace, you mm-hmm. may not have any management role at this point. Yeah. But if you're starting to do these things and you can learn to manage yourself, like you were saying, mm-hmm. you, can only, mm-hmm. you can only do this for yourself, then that sets you up to take on a management role. Yeah. I mean, so it's even almost growing towards that. Going mm-hmm. back to your business story, you know, all the years where you were learning, you were seeing from guys, it prepped you to have an opportunity to run a business. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you, you, you know, like you were working your way to doing that. So, I mean, even when you start at a low position, the best way to prepare to get to the higher position yep. is to be doing the things that you're gonna be doing once yeah. you get there. Yeah. And if yeah. you never take on a, a leadership role, but you're doing this within your task, I mean, that's gotta be faithful. Yeah. You gotta be moving up even yeah. with that. Because yeah, how would you be you prepared? It's, it's like this, that's where the, the, the saying, the old saying is, you know, um, uh, I became an over, you know, 20 years of hard work, you become an overnight success. Hmm. Well, yeah. you, 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 years. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, you, you, when that opportunity comes to, if you're not doing these things, you might get an opportunity five years from now. You might get an opportunity six months from now that if you had done this would have really prepared you well to to take that opportunity. Um, otherwise, you, 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 you know, and that could and think about it like this. The thing is, that's those opportunities give you more influence. Mm-hmm. They give you they, they, they could be it could you could provide for your family in a, in a, in a way that you're not going to. So it becomes, mm-hmm. it becomes a big deal yeah. as we think about it. And we, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it becomes, it becomes a really, a, a really big deal for you and your family. So, yeah, this is super helpful because yeah. it gives us um, the ability to think through hard work done well, mm-hmm. mm. you know, cause yeah. we're talking about hard work in all these situations, but if you don't know how to, work effectively when you're working hard. You were said it earlier, you're just spinning your wheels. And so all these things together give us more, I think, information and ability yeah. to look at these things, analyze our own lives and work hard and then more effectively to push us further in our careers or in our personal lives, whatever that might be. So we appreciate coming back in Thank for you. the part two. Yeah, Man, it was fun. Thanks thanks a lot for, for letting me do it. It was, oh. it was a lot of fun for me. So pleasure thanks, is all ours. All right, peace. Out.